Hey chickies, I'm your host Steph. And I'm Chelsea. From Mummy Mayhem. We're here to talk all things mummerhood, but not your highlight reel or sugar-coated version. But the not-so-glam side. Be prepared for birth stories, poo explosions, meltdowns at our favourite cafe, and I guess you get the gist. I'm Steph, first-time working mum of 11-month-old Nate finding my feet and adjusting to the selfless life of being a mum. I'm passionate about mindfulness and filling my cup first so that you can fill others. I'm Chelsea, first time boss mama, living off coffee and never getting on top of my laundry. I'm all about going with the flow and self-empowerment. I have a beautiful baby girl, Chase, who is nine months old. Our mission is to let you know, girl, you're not alone and this too shall pass. It's story time! So this week's story time is the very end of the third trimester for me. Um, This one was a bit crazy, but basically I was working, I was 36 weeks pregnant. I wanted to work up until 38 weeks, as you do. Um, And I was in the middle of a meeting with some of my members and basically I started getting these sharp tightenings and contraction pain where I couldn't talk through them. It was so painful. So I managed to get through that 10 minute chat and I then had to drive home and I was at Pack Fair and I was living in Pimpama at this stage. So I drove to Narang and then I couldn't drive anymore. Because Which if you guys are from the Gold Coast, that's probably like a 40 minute, yeah, 40 so, minute drive. Yeah. 40 minutes from Broad Beach to home. Yeah. Good yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Didn't think of that. Um, and so I was sitting in Narang at the 7-Eleven because I couldn't drive anymore because it was too intense and my tummy was just tightening so much and I was getting these really sharp pains for a whole minute every couple of minutes. I think it was like two or three minutes apart. So I I called up the um, hospital and they were like, you might be in early labor. We need you to come in. And I was like, oh my God, what? Like 36 weeks? No, this is too soon. So I couldn't drive, obviously. So I had to call my dad and he was at trivia down the road with my sister. (laughs) I'm like, dad, can you take me to the hospital, please? I might be in labor. Like, help. (laughs) Um, so yeah, he ended up picking me up and driving me there. Um, turns out I just had an irritable uterus and was in early labor. I didn't give birth. I wasn't dilating or anything like that, but the tightenings were really strong. So that was probably, um, the last time I worked because then I had to, um, cool in, um, work and be like, look, I can't work anymore because these tightenings are not going away. Um, and yeah, so that was crazy. I remember getting a message from you being like, I could be going into labor. And I was like, what? Oh my God. Like, so crazy. Stressful. Yeah. But so exciting though. (laughs) I love when like, I don't, you don't love when things like that happen in the moment, but yeah, looking back, it's so cute to just reminisce, isn't it? Yeah. This week's episode is going to be about the lead up to birth. So roughly two to three weeks before giving birth, because that's when stuff really got real. So this is kind of like what we went through. A lot of things happened. So many different things with our body happened. And yeah, we just want to share that little bit with you before we get into our birth stories. Exciting. Yay. So I guess the first thing for me is... um, I went to the hospital for the first time at 35 weeks away from like midwife appointments. And that was because I had rib pain. And I can't remember if it was my left or my right rib, but it was in so much pain. And I feel like I have a high pain tolerance. So I was like, something is up. So I went to the hospital. They told me to come in because they thought it could be a kidney 
infection or something like that causing the pain. Um, and so they did a ultrasound and it didn't look to be kidneys or anything like that. So that was good. Um, but they said I may have fractured a rib. Yeah. So that means that Nate was kicking so hard that he could have fractured my rib. So that's kind of dramatic, isn't that's, it? <laughs> I remember he messaging me this and I was like, this just sounds so painful. Like, oh my God, poor yes. Steph. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And then I guess after that, you know, 36 weeks, we both had our midwife appointments. Yeah. Um, and that's where you go. That was my first appointment at the hospital with midwife wife um, and then they talk about your plan so they ask you what you want to how you want to give birth and stuff so I was like oh yeah water birth I'm so keen on the water birth um, and they do the measurements and I think they did an internal as well so for me they looked inside to see if um, my cervix was open Di- or dilating, dilating yeah. and it was closed I had a closed cervix at 36 weeks yeah hmm. amazing I think my um I had just, I had my iron transfusion at 36 weeks um, and because Chase was tracking behind, they told me if I didn't gain, if I didn't gain weight and if Chase didn't gain weight in the next week, um, that I would be getting an induction at 37 weeks and that was just because they thought maybe, you know, they make the decision, will the baby thrive more on the inside or on the outside world and Mm. they thought she is healthy but she could thrive more on the outside world. Yeah. And um, Because your body just wasn't producing enough, was it? Yeah, so, and then... Boom, I started smashing in the Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> um, and I ended up putting on quite a lot of weight in the last and the last actually three weeks I was when I really gained a lot of um like I gained most of my pregnancy weight and mm-hmm. Chase just thrived. Um and I didn't actually have to I did get I did get an induction, but I didn't have to get the induction at thirty seven weeks. So they said, No, you don't need an induction. Um but yeah, I she hasn't fell yeah, below that tenth percentile. I haven't felt I, yeah. I ended up being pushed up to thirteenth and fourteenth percentile. Yay. Um which was super exciting. I was still um getting a lot of colostrum. So I started hand expressing colostrum and like freezing it mm-hmm. uh, just because my midwives and everyone told me that that was a good idea and saying, yeah, I went in for my 36-week checkup and they checked, measured the baby, all of that. Um, and I remember I ended up having to lay there for so long because the midwife checked with that she had like five student midwives with her and then each of them had to do the check to learn but each of them did it in like a different way and I remember laying there and then like two of them couldn't find the heartbeat because Uh, they just didn't know how to do it how to do it and I was like go down a little bit and so I ended up instructing them (laughs) with like because the midwife wasn't actually in the room yeah and and then she was like oh I found it she was so excited yeah but yeah I went in for my 36 week checkup and same thing I kind of told them I didn't want I wanted a drug-free birth I wanted a, a water birth all of those kinds mm. of things, um, and we discussed, you know, if I was nervous or anything yeah, like that. And I feeling? I was really, I was quite actually calm. Like yeah. at that point, I was. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, "Yep, yeah, cool, I'm chill." Like I wasn't that chill because I just had those contractions, mm. as I mentioned in story time, and so I'd been to the hospital two more times in that thirty-six week period. Um, for the same presenting the same things and there was no dilation or anything like that so they were saying the same thing like this is just part of the process Um, we won't let you go too long like two weeks max they were saying with this kind of pain because it was making me not sleep and you had the same thing so we both were having those contractions and early labors and tightenings and I think that's also because we're quite active through our pregnancy so I think we'd gotten our bodies ready for labor for labor yeah yeah so I think that that was why but it was so traumatic at the time because I was like unsure when I was actually if I was going to know when I was like into labor going into early labor yeah yeah, if you just kind of not know 
you're going into real labor. Uh, real labor, yeah. Yeah, um, for yeah, sure. I was the same. I had, um, uh, like Steph was saying, I had early contractions for, I actually had contractions for, well, I had early contractions from about 35 weeks onwards. I was getting Braxton Hicks constantly when I was at work. I was oh, doing yeah. like 12 hour days on my feet and I would get really, really strong tummy tightenings. Um, mm. But I knew they were just like a Braxton Hicks. Yeah, it was, like, it, was, hurt, it was a tightening. Right? Yeah. It wasn't a hurt. Um, but then from 36 weeks, I think about then mm. onwards, I was getting hurt tightenings. Like yeah. I am in pain. So at first they were a little bit painful, not too painful. I could breathe through them. Yeah. Then they started getting to the point where I couldn't, like I had to physically stop, stop talking yeah. or stop what I was doing and mm-hmm. bend over and breathe. Um, and then basically I was in early labor for 23 days. So, um, I went up to like the Sunshine Coast to my mum's house and everything. And I was going for walks with my brother and him and his partner were like, you are in act, you were like actually in, you know, early labor, you are in labor. I was like, I'm not in labor. I'm not in labor. They haven't told me I am. And I was, um, and we went to the doc, we went to the doctors quite a, quite a few times. Yeah. Um, and they checked and I was um like dilating and I was fully I think it's called fully effaced so like if your yeah. uterus is like long or short it was like super short mm-hmm. super stretchy all that but I was yeah, in early labor for 23 days so I was having back-to-back contractions every they would start basically at night time it was like I would say around midnight they would get really really strong oh. till um like 10 a.m in the morning yeah and then from about 10 o'clock in the morning till one o'clock they would slow down they would happen only every 10 minutes and then from one o'clock ah. onwards, they started happening every um, every eight minutes, and then it would build up and up and up to the point where once again at midnight till six a.m. or whatever, couple. it would happen. I was having a contraction every two minutes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was weird. It was super weird. Yeah. But um, let's talk about what did you do to actually bring on? Uh, like all the there's so many myths out there, and like I love this kind of stuff. What did you do to prepare yeah. your body? To so, bring on labor. So at the birth class, they gave us a lot of um, myths and hints and tips on how to bring on labor. So some of the things they talked about were clary, sa- clary sage oil. I've never even heard of that. Two yeah. Sentences the other day. yeah. So it's um it's a herb. It's a um essential oil that you sniff, and it's meant to help contractions and things like that. So I bought one of those um just at the chemist, and I had a little oil burner type thing yep. with the candle and so I just had that by the bed all the time and had a few sniffs of that <laughs> um a raspberry leaf capsule so I would take a few of them and they definitely um tightened my tummy like my tightenings became stronger, stronger. Yep. when I had them um and then I also did this thing called curb hopping so that's where you like walk up and down the gutter when you go for a walk so I take my puppy He's not a puppy. He's five. Well, <laughs> he looks like now. a puppy. Yeah. I took, take my little Jack Russell for a walk. We'd probably walk one to two kilometers. And I would walk the whole time walking up and down the gutter. Like one foot up, one foot down. Like stepping up and down it. Because I heard that that would get your body into alignment. And your baby like sitting sitting in the sitting right. low and well. And I was lucky. Nate was engaged from like 20 weeks, head down. He never changed position. He was always in a really good position. And I'd, I'd take um, the bouncy ball, um, yep. an exercise, exercise ball. ball, yep, and I would sit on that and I'd bounce on that for hours through the day just watching yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I remember you would send me videos on we – were, we were Snapchatting at this point. Rather, yeah. now we Instagram yeah, all the changes. Um, but you would, like, send me all these videos of you, like, bouncing up and down and, and doing your circles and techniques, which is so funny because I – when I got to that point, I – 
asked you to send me videos. So here's Steph, like, <laughs> sending me tutorial videos, which I've now done for other friends as well, on, like, yes. how to roll your hips on the birthing ball. Yeah, and, like, how to get all of low. This. Yeah. And I also watched a YouTube video that a mum's group shared through. Um, so I was on this Facebook group, which I loved. It was Mums and Bubs due December, January, Feb. So um, all, all new mummies expecting, and it, they shared this video, and I watched it, and I started performing it from about 37 weeks and basically it was how to bring on labor and it was like this like tai chi yoga type thing that only went for like 10 minutes um but that's how we yeah I tried to bring on labor as well and I think I showed you one of the moves and it's pretty much like you're doing like a wide squat like but you're down there the whole time yeah so strange for <laughs> sure so funny. what did you do um I said so I did the raspberry leaf tea as well but I had the raspberry leaf tea not the capsules oh yeah so i i think you start i started at like i think 36 weeks or when you would that were be told because you like hot can? drinks Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> i love hot drinks for those of you that don't know i am like hot drink obsessed i like i just always have a hot drink on me during the day like i love every single hot drink in the sun so mm. i was drinking raspberry leaf tea and not even like a normal herbal tea to be honest i had this like vanilla coconut milk that i put in it with honey and like sugar like it was just like this sweet yummy thing I tried it by itself and it made me want to spew so if any other mummers are trying to drink raspberry leaf tea and it makes you gag add some like yummy milk and sugar to it and it will taste great yeah um, I was having yeah I started with <laughs> one cup a day and I worked up to four cups a day nice. um I was doing that I was having hot curries so oh, yeah. I was having green curry and like roti bread I'm I not was, sure if that's a myth or not but I love hot food yeah, so I, I was love doing hot the same too. <laughs> um and then I was doing, I was on the, I was doing the, the bouncy ball. I was bouncing up and down the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I like would not sit on our couch for a while, for a couple of days out. Like wouldn't sit on the couch when I watch TV. I'd always be on the ball instead trying to like circle or yeah. bounce or yeah. Um, I went for walks. I didn't actually know what curb popping was. I just thought it was like, you go for a walk. So I was just like walking our complex at nighttime. Nice. And I've got videos. I'll have to share them. It was like nine o'clock at night. Me and Tom are walking <laughs> around the complex and I was video, videoing yeah. Steph saying, my contractions are like this far apart. Um, this many days. This many days, yeah. yeah. I've got, um, yeah, lots of lots of things like that. I think that was all I did. Did you drink oil? No, I did oh, not good. drink. My Ugh. A lot of people told me to drink, is it can- castor, castor oil? Castor oil, Something but like I didn't that. do it. Um, I, for some reason, I thought it was canola oil, oh, which no. is like, and I was like, ew, I'm not going to drink canola but oil. But it's pretty like, much the same. But it's, it's castor oil. Gross. Yeah, no, I didn't, yeah. I didn't do that. Um, we did, oh, nipple stimulation. Oh, yeah, yeah I heard like, about that. A lot of that. Um, so if I was doing nipple stimulation, I would get like, my contractions would intensify mm. so much. Same um, as orgasms. Yeah. I did a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> So did I. We tried that, and that I don't think that did anything. But I like, think it did for but me. Like, I, think I just it got kept, me ready. Me, kept trying, <laughs> keep trying. Um, and swimming actually. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a pool in our complex. So I would go for a walk in the morning, and then I'd swim. Um, not even really swim. I just kind of like float around. And the yeah. swimming's meant to like the curb hopping, get the baby into the mm. right position or something. I just liked it because it was the only time I felt light. Mm. You know, it was yeah. so comfortable and it was so hot. And it was so, so it was hot. Yeah. So nice to just like float in the water and not feel like 
the 20 plus kilos I'd gained, you know? <laughs> so that was definitely fun. But I didn't do anything extreme. Like, yeah. yeah. When none, did you go on um, maternity leave? Like, when did you stop working and all of that? 36 so- weeks after that hospital visit, yeah. I went on maternity leave. It was meant to be 38 because I was just driving around. I thought, oh, yeah, this is easy. I'm not on my feet for long. You know, I can yeah. do this. Um, but, yeah, when those the contractions seemed to heighten sitting, so, like, when I was sitting in the car, that would be worse. So, I was like, nope, can't do this anymore. So, I went on leave at 36 weeks. So, it was about the 5th of December or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think I went on maternity leave at 36 or 37 weeks. Yeah. As well, because all I know is I went on maternity leave at, like, the 9th of February or something like that that I had on the 23rd. So, it was... Yeah. Yeah, whatever that is, two or three weeks before. Yeah, maybe but, 37 weeks for you it might have been. Yeah. Um, in between. <laughs> I think I had, like, planned on finishing earlier and then my work didn't have anyone to work, so I just kept yeah, working. Yeah, kept working. Um, and, yeah, and I was so scared that I was going to give birth on my work floor because yeah. I was having these contractions and I was working alone. And, like, I wasn't even in a normal store. I was in the airport, like, past security. So all I could think of was, like, me having to get wheeled out past security to yeah. like go into labor or something, which didn't, which did not happen. Yeah. But uh, I was kind of like secretly hoping that I had like this dramatic, like water breaking yeah. everywhere being like, Oh, she's going into labor. Like I just wanted it to be like the movies and it totally wasn't it like, was it not. was not like no, the movies. No, I agree. No, it was but, a long, slow process. Well, that's like another reason why I wish I had midwife care instead of shared care. So from, from about 35 weeks onwards, every week you have a weekly visit with your doctor or the hospital. Mm. Um, and I went to the doctors again at 37 weeks. So a week after that first midwife appointment and I was at the hospital, uh, at the doctors and the tightenings had been going on for more than a week now. And she felt my tummy and she was like, whoa, like these are dramatic and very regular. Mm. Um, so she wrote me a, a letter to give to the, the hospital doctors saying, please induce Steph. You know, she is having all these tightenings, yeah. um, no sleep, no pain relief. I don't know how much longer her body will cope with this. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going to the hospital with that letter um, and yeah, I was 37 weeks and I met with the, I had another ultrasound because I was still measuring four weeks ahead. So they wanted to check. Yeah. Um, and that ultrasound, they said that my baby was, um, in the 50th percentile, not too big, not too small, just right. So no need to induce early because of no room left. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the doctor said to me, like, we want to keep your baby in as long as possible. They're thriving. Like he's thriving right now. It's better in than out. You know, we, we want to get you to like, you're viable now at 37 weeks, but we want to get you to 38. And they said, if you're not at 38 weeks, um, it's likely that we'll induce you as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that was fun. Which, something that, like, that really not annoys me. Um, like, annoyed me, though, was with, yeah, if you are doing shared care, sometimes, like, when you're bouncing between different doctors and different, like, mm. one doctor will tell you one thing, another doctor will tell you another. Yeah. And I was the same. Like, some doctors were like, you need to get induced, um, which I was against induction. Like, I wanted full natural birth from the start to the finish. I was like, no, do not induce me. Let's get this baby out naturally. Like, what can I do? Hence why I was having, like, the raspberry leaf tea yeah, and like yeah. sex and curry. Like I wasn't just trying to bring on the baby for no reason. It was because I'd been, you know, having contractions. Same with you. I was having contractions mm. back to back for like 20, over 20 days. Yeah. And, but my, yeah, same thing because I had like a bit of shake at that point. 
they one doctor would tell me one thing and another would tell you it's something different and it just like mm-hmm. breaks you like honestly you go in thinking you know like kind of what's happening. what's gonna happen and then another doctor just throws another spanner in the works and you just feel broken yeah yeah <laughs> that's the only way I can describe it like it just disheartens you it quite does. a lot and um I think it's really important at that time just to really stop and like I guess yeah know that no matter what happens or no matter how you get, go into labor or how you um, end up having the baby, that, like, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, And that, sure. yeah, as long as your baby is safe and healthy, that is and all happy. that matters and happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So agreed. when was your first stretch and sweep then? Um, My first stretch and sweep, stre- sex and sweep, uh-huh. stretch and sweep was at, like, 36, 37, no, 37 weeks. Yeah. Um, so when I was told I was not needed to be induced, so did I say this before? I don't remember. Um, at 36 weeks, I was told, yes. like, yeah, could yeah. need to be induced. So at 37 weeks, they said you don't need to be induced, but we are going to give you like a stretch and sweep, mm. um, which for those of you that don't know what yeah, stretch and sweep is. describe it to me, Chelsea. <laughs> I want to know. Um, basically, it's where they insert their fingers like into like up inside in your vagina. They go up inside and they'll stick their fingers against your cervix and they'll see if they can basically slip a finger inside. Um, and if they can, you're about one centimeter dilated and then they'll try and slip two fingers inside and then stretch you out. And they rub their fingers around the wall of your uterus to try yeah. and like initiate um, labor. <laughs> yeah, try and initiate labor. Um, so when they did that, when they do that, basically it's super, it's, if you've ever had a pap smear, it's kind of like that. You have to lay down on your back, stick your fists, like get your hands into fists, stick it underneath your butt cheeks yeah, and like spread together. open your legs like yeah. a butterfly. Yeah. Um, which is, so I went into my, my first stretch and sweep. Um, I actually had Tom with me and Tom didn't know, like bless his soul. Oh he was gosh. so cute cause he didn't know what was going to happen. And he thought that I was nervous and I was like, I don't know if it's going to be painful, if it's not going to be painful. And I was so emotional at this point because I'd already been, I think I had, this was my, I was like 10 days into contractions yeah. at 10 minutes apart. So I was a little bit, a little bit, um, all over the shop, all over the shop emotionally. Yes. And I'm like laying on my back and the lady goes to, but like, she was beautiful. She was like, I'm going to insert my fingers. Like I'm going to pop gel here. No, 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 It's going to be cold. Like she yeah. walked me through it. So it was fine. Yeah. Tom like stood above me at my head, at my shoulders and was like looking at me in the eyes. But then he says to me, he's like looking at me and he goes, do you want me to kiss you? And she does it. Like, will that make you no. feel more comfortable? And I was like, I love you, baby, but no, I don't want you to kiss me. As this lady's like, I understand where he was coming from. He was trying to make me relax, but I was like, I just looked at him like he was the biggest idiot, and I felt so bad. I was like, I love you, but no, like, Like, whoa, no, 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 not the right time. Um, Yeah, not the right time. So she did the stretch and sweep, and then she was like, I feel like he almost passed out. She's like, there'll be a little bit of blood, which there was. There was a little bit of blood. Yeah, she pulled everything out, and she said, you know, you're um one to two. She's like, you're one centimeter dilated already, fully effaced. This is your thirty six. No. Yeah, 37. 37 weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, fully effaced and you're super, super stretchy. Um, mm-hmm. I can feel the baby's head. And I was like, cool. Like, that means something. So we, like, went for a little walk. My tightenings, because they were happening every 10 minutes, they actually went down to every three minutes. Mm. And we were thinking, all right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to happen. Like, we're going to have this baby in Brisbane. We were um, at the hospital and we went for a walk. I got a hot chocolate and some protein balls and things and – I got, I don't know if, if you did, but I got super shaky after every stretch and Yeah, me too. Like super shaky and, and I have heavy? to have sugar and heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I have to have like a lolly or something to kind of yeah. feel regrounded because I just would feel like, 
shaken to my soul. Like I yeah. just didn't feel good. Yeah. I just and I felt so heavy after mine. I only had the one, but you had another one. Um, so I had another one when I I think so I had my first one at like ten days of contractions, and then my mm-hmm. next one was when I had been having contractions for I think eighteen days. Yeah. They gave me another stretch and sweep. So we uh actually planned on having our baby at the Sunshine Coast Hospital. So my mum lives next to the Sunshine Coast. So in Brisbane, you, uh, if you give birth in the Brisbane, Royal Brisbane, you uh, end up going into a ward with like four other women and their babies. Your partner can't stay the night. You don't have your own room. Um, They didn't offer a water birth for my induction actually. So if I was to go induce, so all of these kind of things. Mm -hmm. And then at the Sunshine Coast, you have your own private room. Um, your partner stay. can stay. So this I was like, so, important. so I was like, I'm going to drive an hour and 20 minutes away to have this baby. Like, yeah. So we just would kind of, we're driving up and down to the Sunshine Coast in Brisbane every day to kind of be around there in case. So was the Sunshine Coast labor. the second stretch and sweep? Yes. Yeah, so the Sunshine Coast so was the second. So you're about 38 weeks then. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, was, yeah. yeah. About that. Steph knows all these things. <laughs> I don't. I love it. Um, so I went up to the Sunshine Coast and they, uh, ended up doing this stretch and sweep, which was we ended up being there for over eight hours because they were monitoring me. I actually went in not to get a stretch and sweep, but because I was in like that much pain, Tom, you know, kind of said, we need to go to the hospital. Um, you're, you know, you're just emotionally all over the place. We need to kind of know what's going on. If the baby's okay, if you're okay, you've been having contractions. This was when I was going for walks with my brother around the street and they were happening every, so they went down from every 10 minutes to every three minutes and every minute. Yeah. Um, and my body, so yeah, my body just was like, what's going on? So we went mm-hmm. in, they monitored my monitored me. They kind of said like, how long has this been happening for? And I was like, oh, 18 days. And they were watching and they were like, these contractions are really strong. Like this is definitely early labor. We'll do a stretch and sweep. We'll see if we can, uh, you know, bring like, this, bring baby, this on. baby on. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to be induced. All of the, mm-hmm. you know, like let's all do it now. Things. All the things. So they did the stretch and sweep. Um and which, you know, sent my body kind of into shock. And mm. I, I lost my mucus plug for like, I lost my mucus plug over my pregnancy, by the way, like four times. Yeah, I lost it once at work, which is when I thought I'm going to have this baby at work. Uh-huh. I lost it once at home in the shower. I lost it at my second stretch and sleep, but then I lost it during labor as well. So I only lost mine once and that was like 37 weeks as yeah. well. Was yours like, okay, let's talk mucus plugs for a second. Okay. Was yours like I took a photo. <laughs> clear? <laughs> was yours like clear or was it like blood? It was, like, brown. It wasn't clear yeah. and it wasn't, like, full of blood. So it definitely wasn't the bloody show. Like, that was yeah. different. And I know that, like, during labor that happened to yeah. me. But it was, yeah, there was a bit of blood, but it wasn't, like, it. yeah, it wasn't, like, a big... And not a clump, you know. Yeah, it, was a, so it was a big clump, like, of but, mucus yeah. bug. But yeah. yeah. That was mine as well. And then mine, yeah, the one in label was more of a bloody, a bloody show, show plus, like, it looked like a giant sponge of yeah. mucus bug. Mm. But the other ones were, like, small and... which. It's so, like, I didn't really know anything to do with mucus plugs or anything like that. Or I didn't know that they could grow back. Like, I thought you <laughs> lost it once and that was it. Yeah. But you can lose it multiple times. They don't yeah. tell you this before you have a baby. No. I was lucky they told me that at the, yeah, at the birthing, yeah, class. The birthing yeah. class. And that's why I knew about it. I think I yeah. might have told Chelsea. I'm like, oh, don't worry. It'll grow back. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. I have to do this again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had yeah I had stre- second stretch and sweep around thirty eight weeks, so yeah. I lost the second yeah mucus plug. But we um we went to the Sunshine Coast. We ended up being in the hospital for this or something for seven or eight hours because they didn't have <gasps> gloves. gloves. Yeah, yeah. So I am allergic to this uh, 
chemical called polysorphine and it is in all synthetic latex. So it's in synthetic latex gloves, condoms, like some like Asian food packaging. Um, mm. And if I have it, I basically go into like anaphylaxis, my mouth swells, my <laughs> down no. there smell, um, smell swells, oh, doesn't shit. smell. <laughs> no, I get like blisters in like every yeah, area, uh, area mm-hmm. of my body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but the hospital didn't have latex gloves. They only had synthetic latex gloves, which I'm allergic to. Yeah. And so Craziness. they went running around for hours trying to find 100% latex gloves and Tom got in a huge argument with the hospital and with the midwives and the nurses. Some of them were so rude Mm. and um, they told me I needed to go and purchase my own gloves and bring them with me when I go into labor. Yeah. Um, And then I was calling my mum's friend. Like there was so much drama going on around these gloves because I was like, if I do go into labor – I was now stressed. I was stranded on the Sunshine Coast. And if I went into labor, they'd use the wrong gloves. And I'd be going into anaphylactic shock at the same time as having birth to a baby. Imagine that. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) Oh, hospitals. Yeah. Which I've got a photo of Tom holding the big box of gloves, which they ended up finding and giving to us to bring. Yay. Bring back when I go into labor. Yeah. That's so helpful. Yeah. Which is, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, with my stretch and sweep, it was. Um, I was 37 weeks, six days, <laughs> um, and they were, it was another midwife appointment, my second one, um, and they basically said, you know, if you're tightening, you're two centimeters, oh, you're two centimeters dilated, like, let's try and move this along, um, uh, actually, no, that's wrong, <laughs> I was actually, <laughs> I, it wasn't a midwife appointment, this is when Nate stopped moving, so this is kind of the end of my um pregnancy journey and it basically happened at 38 weeks on the dot um I went into the hospital because Nate hadn't moved for the day like he it was a Wednesday I was um you know just doing the usual stuff and I couldn't feel him at all and there was no kicks there was no fluttering and Nate was a very active baby yeah he was so moving so I went in a bit scared and this is the first time I went in for reduced movement and they're very big on going in whenever you like just to check that the baby's heartbeat's okay yeah which I yeah agree with 100% like if you guys don't if you feel like something's not right go to the hospital yeah you're yeah. the mum you know you know how you feel you know what it, what's normal and you're normal yeah so before I went to the hospital I tried all the things so I've heard sugary drinks cold drinks like um dancing around yeah sex, like everything that makes the baby move, I yeah. tried first and there was still no no feeling or movement. So I freaked out, went to the hospital. Um, I can't remember who I went with. It might have been my sister. I can't remember for sure. But yeah, I went in there and they monitored the baby and basically told me that he, yeah, they had a little bedside scanner and they're like, yeah, he's not very active, is he? Like they were saying the same thing. They said there was no warning signs when they hooked me up to the monitor to see his heartbeat and things like that. But they definitely said he wasn't very active. So they wanted me to have a actual sono- sonograph, you know, another um, MRI scan on my tummy to make sure that there was um, enough room for him still and yeah. all of those things. So... Uh, meanwhile I'm freaking out so I went and had that done and the whole time I'm like still not feeling him there's no big kicks or flutters or anything so I was yeah I was like in a mess I was a mess um I went to the sonographer and he measured and he said that Nate was three kilos if I was to have him today um and that 
he looks healthy. He's he's rolling in there, but he's not moving very much. And he said to me, which I'm so thankful for, he said to me, you know your body better than anyone else. He said, we can only see so much. We might miss something. So I would definitely recommend getting him out if you know in your heart that something's up. Um, and it's, he didn't have to say that because yeah. the, there was nothing on the scan to say that there was anything wrong, um, just that he'd slowed down in movements. So... I was really thankful that he told me that. So then I went back to the um, upstairs to the unit I'd stayed and they said, so everything seems fine. So you can go home overnight. Um, and then if there's still no movement tomorrow morning, come back in and we'll, you know, re yeah, reevaluate. reevaluate what happens next. So then, yeah, the next day I went back in because he was still not moving and I was so worried. Um, I left it until like midday or something like that. But that's, it's such a scary part because it's a huge happens. part of pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, that like I feel like you just you you str- like you it you don't want to overstress and you mm. don't want to like you're so torn between going to the hospital and you don't want to like go in and just they'll be like oh everything's fine like you're just stressing type thing. But then yeah, at the same time like you know in your body and you know in your gut if something's not right like you need to go to the hospital. I was probably the worst with this. Like I yeah, I didn't really not that I did I did listen to my body, but like I I know I would put it to the last downplay put things. It, yeah. yeah, I would downplay a lot of things. Like no, it's fine, it's fine, mm-hmm. and try and tell myself it's fine. Yeah, and it's so like yeah, it's so scary the things that can happen during pregnancy and birth and everything like. Yeah. That little life is so precious inside of you. Like, go to the hospital if you feel like something isn't isn't right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like maybe we should wrap things up there. Definitely. And then we can talk about our birth stories next week. Yes. Um, How we went into labor. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All the fun stuff. Things. (laughs) Mum. Rage. So, this one is a personal issue going on in my life right now. I've come to terms with it now, but at the time I was fuming. Uh, basically, what has happened is my whole life has been flipped on its head as Turned we know it. upside down. <laughs> yes. So, what happened was we were out for my cousin uh, just celebrating her visiting us, right? So, we went out for dinner. I was driving because I had work the next day um, and Ricky was getting on really well with my cousin's partner. So, they were getting pissed, you know, as they do, having a few beer towers, all the fun things in Surfer's Paradise. Got to about midnight and I was like, okay, let's go home. I'm ready for bed. I have to get up really early. So um, Ricky and my sister reluctantly left with me. (laughs) We walked back to the car, which was um, 1.7 kilometers (laughs) exactly away from where we were. So we walked back there and I'm sure you know walking with drunk people is the slowest walk of your life. Yeah, like, it not feel kidding. like two years. Yeah, it's like walking with little toddlers, really. And so we're walking back. My partner finds a trolley along the way, thinks it's a good idea to um, <laughs> jump on the trolley like a little teenager, like riding the trolley. He falls off, but he doesn't hurt himself. He's fine. He gets back up and he laughs about it. And he's like, I'm invincible, you know, especially when I drink. And I'm like, be careful the whole time, you know. I'm like the mom, like, be careful. Don't run. Don't do this. Like, watch it. Walk in a straight line. Like, I was trying to tell him how to, you know, not hurt himself. Um, And my sister's laughing and she's running. And then she twists her ankle. And I'm like, oh, no, she has bad ankles. And it's, well, it's... 
It like swelled up. Swelled up yeah. straight away. And I was like, oh, great. There we go. That's what I knew was happening. I had this gut feeling something bad was happening. But she walked it off and she was all right. But yeah, it was a bit swollen. Um, anyway, we finally get back to the car four hours later. <laughs> Not really, but, you know, felt like that. And I'm um, sitting in the car. It's just started to rain. So I ran back to the car. I'm waiting for Ricky and Cassie to get in the door. And then they finally arrive. Ricky opens up the door, steps off the curb. And his knee gives way. <laughs> like, what? And he's screaming in pain. And I don't mean like, uh, you know, drunk trip, whatever. No, yeah. he just stepped off the curb and ne- like knee gave way. Yeah. So I had to carry him into the car. And this whole time I'm thinking, are you serious? Like, you just fell off a trolley. You've done so many dumb things tonight. And you still don't get injured. But then you step down off a curb off to a get curb. in the car. And you hurt yourself. So fast forward to now, um, I'm back to work full time. So (laughs) that's a big adjustment for me. And just a week or a couple of days prior, I was doing this self-development online challenge. And it was amazing. Um, And we were talking about our values. And one of my values has shifted since becoming a mum. And that is being... Career-driven? Career-driven. So that is not my priority anymore. It's not my focus. I'm all about motherhood and enjoying the journey and spending as much quality time with Nate as possible. Whereas pre-baby, I was like, career, 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 you know, money, money, money. Um, So anyway, yeah, that happened. And I was just saying how I really love being a stay-at-home mama and just working occasionally and the balance of life and not feeling guilty and... Now, well, <laughs> now it's all been thrown to the wind. and Life then, punches you in the face and goes, here's your career. <laughs> yeah, here, be a career woman again. So I'm adjusting. Um, that was my mum rage, was pretty much that he injured himself stepping off a curb. I wish he had have injured himself on that trolley so I could have been like, yeah. I told you so. And now he has to be at home and you... Yeah, now I'm working. I'm working. providing for us. So it's um a big adjustment and I was very much in the first few days, why me? You know, I was hating on the life and putting the whole victim card. But now I've decided that everything happens for a reason and this is meant to happen. We've adjusted well. I'm I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would, but I'm missing Nate so much. And I know that this is all just part of the journey and now Ricky gets to live in my shoes of like why the dishes aren't done or why there's piles <laughs> of washing because you have no time when you're with a baby. And- exactly. You're constantly monitoring them. And I think that brings us into this week's note to self. It should just be like enjoy Enjoy the journey and enjoy what life throws at you and don't worry, I guess, about um, how you get there. How you get there. Yeah. yeah. Just enjoy enjoy everything that happens and everything is going to shift and change and nothing's ever really going to stay the same. And I think your yeah. values are always going to go in and out and you'll, what's the word, ebb and flow yeah. through them. Um, and it's just about taking what comes uh, at you whether that's in a like, positive spin. whether that's a little tap on the shoulder or a slap to the face, <laughs> uh, take it as it comes and just yeah enjoy that journey. Yes, for sure. This week's shout out goes to Emily A. June. Emily is a beautiful wife and mama. We have honestly absolutely loved your support and all of your questions and messages to us. We um, love your page and everything that you, I guess, stand for. Your little beautiful girl, Ivy. She's so cute and we love your little tips that you give us and I love how you keep it so real talking about your sleep struggles and when Bubba's sick and just, yeah, just keeping it really down to earth, honest. We feel like we've got a mama sister. Yeah. 
That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. We so appreciate your support and your love. It honestly means the world to us. Yes, for sure. If you want to connect with us, we are available on Instagram. We like to chat. So um, at at the Mummy Mayhem um, podcast and same with our Gmail at the Mummy Mayhem podcast we love to have a good gossip so jump in our slide in our dms um if you guys want to share it around as well we would love your support honestly if you know a mum to be if you are a mum if you know someone that is a mum tell your, you're a dog mum yeah <laughs> tell your mama tell your grandma tell your neighbor's dog tell everybody and shout it from the rooftops we so appreciate it and yeah we Can't wait to talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Ciao.